Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Nola. And today we are going to be reviewing Raiders of Scythia. Then we're going to be doing a showdown between Twa Dice and Raja the Ganges, the Dice Charmers. So thanks for joining us for episode number 76. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his I Love board game shirt in his Crocs and in his bags. He's got packed his white New Balance shoes. He's got his shorts on. He's got his, you know, game bag packed. Why are you dressed up like that, Mr. Dean Dunning? John, do I or do I not have an I Heart board game shirt? Oh, absolutely you do. Have you seen it or are you just guessing? No, I've seen it. What are you talking about? It's okay. a blue shirt. That's right. I don't wear it that often. I actually didn't wear it this weekend. I did wear a Meeple shirt you wear it this like weekend. like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love the way that it, it fits on my body, so I don't wear Is it, it that often. Is it kind of square? Mm, I don't remember, honestly. No, I, I do like that one. It, it's a good shirt, but I did not wear that this weekend. You want to know what I was doing? I, that's what I, I'm just teeing you up to tell everyone what you were doing. I was doing uh, it, Mancation was this weekend. Mancation 2021. Yep. We have a theme song that John wrote for us. I just did right then. And every morning when we would wake up, I would play the song for everyone to hear. And that was it. It's inappropriate for the podcast, so I will not share it. No, that was it. What you just did was the whole song. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Mancation 2021 in the books. Booyakasha. We did play a lot of games. We did some golfing. I did not wear white New Balances. You played, played. You played golf. Played it. Yeah, we we golf every year. I'm pushing for an all all golf trip, all mancation golf trip. Like that's all we do the whole time. Ser- seriously. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm pushing for. We'll I see thought, if that works out. So or not. how to? Wait a second. Board games are your favorite hobby. Mm-hmm. So you just cheated on board games right then. I with play golf. board games with all a little the white time. with a little white ball in a club. Mm-hmm. If you know what. More if I had a club, club, you know what I'd do with it right now? Hit a board game. No, I would go over and I would smack you with it a few times. Really? Do you golf, John? I'm horrible. At, I, I, my first. We're all horrible at golf. My but. first job was Cedar Crest Golf Course. You know where that is? Mm-hmm. That's a good course. And I like that course. Uh, well, I helped lay the um, the grass. Oh, okay. The grass is terrible there. Yep. Well, no, that's my bad. <laughs> I did that. I cut a lot of you know rugs grass i cut a lot of weeds down with a weed eater and i watered the greens and you know for one summer i gave it all i had because you probably you could golf for free i'm guessing if you mm-hmm. worked there oh, okay yeah. yeah one time we the greens got a little burnt up because we just bailed a little early because i was you know 15 or 16 years old and we just didn't really a little immature at that age yeah they got pretty ticked off at us actually i had a a couple friends i may have mentioned this i had a couple friends that worked at a at the local country club. And so I would golf out there for free all the time. When we burnt that, that's pretty sweet. When we burnt it up, I'm pretty sure I blamed it on one of my best friends just to try not to lose my job. <laughs> I was not like, sometimes I like when I look back at my old self, I was a little self-preservation a lot of times. Did you do that or no? Like if your friends were getting in trouble or you wanted to just kind of own up to it or we were kind of like, I'm just going to blame it on my buddy. Mm, I didn't get in any trouble. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what I did. Actually, so, no, that's not true. I apologize to all my friends. I'm ra- I'm totally different than that now. We just collectively got in trouble. Hey, you could have worked at this golf course that we played this last weekend because the greens were all burnt up. 
It was yeah. like I was putting on like the road. On the road? Yeah, it was. I would touch the ball and it would go about a, a hundred feet. It was ridiculous. Dude, I, I, I'm so bad at golf. I'm so bad at golf that the last time I played golf, we were doing like a little scramble. You know what I'm saying? And people were basically laughing at our team. We were so bad. Like they were just like it was just like absolute comedy. <laughs> like I would hit it and it would go immediately to the right. Like you know. 100 yards and it didn't go straight at all like the worst slices you can ever see like we were like literally like missing the ball like the team that i had we get up there and like there's someone that like just whiffs entirely i slice it to the right ridiculously you know someone else barely does anything it was it was ridiculously bad here's what i think john when when someday we're going to talk about about this meeple town con for years to come and never do anything oh about gosh. it but no, I'm just kidding. I really do think we're going to make it happen. But we should make a – can golf be part of Meeple Town Con? Is that an okay thing? I don't – I mean, I have no desire to, but I will do it for fun. Okay. I, I'm not good, by the way. I, in fact, I would say that I'm pretty bad, but I still really like it. I'm telling you, we had a team of, you know, four guys, and we were, you know, shooting like sevens and eights on holes. <laughs> okay. Not that bad. but <laughs> Maybe not that bad. But we were definitely not getting many pars, let me say that. We were, we, were, we were double bogeying all day long with four guys playing best ball. That's horrible. That's how bad we are. You were, this was a scramble. You were, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, how, that's, yeah. that's pretty terrible. You should be getting some birdies and stuff if you got four people shooting. You would, you would think so. But that, I think that happened one time in the whole 18 holes. Yeah. The, the guys that we were playing this weekend, they had a – the last two times I've played, and it was with the same people for the most part, the one of the players that I was playing against just crushed it. Like PGA Tour crushed it. No, not really that good, but still much better than me. And nobody that's good wants to be on my team because I bring them down to my level, I think is what it is. I understand. <laughs> I mean, like I've absolutely had scenarios where they went ahead and they did the awards and we were still out there playing. They're oh, just wow. like, I'm tired of waiting on you guys. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Do they point and laugh when you walk back up to the clubhouse? I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, 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 we're just really bad. I mean, whenever you play it once every five years, you really can't get any better. Can you? Um, here's the thing. Like, I play once or twice a year right now. I, I'm, I'm really wanting to play a lot more, especially as my boys get older. I actually just got clubs for both of them. My sister gave us really? some clubs. Yeah. I think. That in some ways, if I play once a year, I might play a little bit better than if I played all the time. Sometimes, not all the time, because I don't improve my golf game, apparently. But if you go out there and you only play once a year, you don't have high expectations for yourself. I mean, if I played like once a week, that's different. But if I'm playing like three or four times a year, I'd probably play better that one time a year than I would three or four times a year. That's true. Because I just don't, I don't have any expectations and I don't get in my own head. I'm thinking that since we're talking about board game related items, as in golf, we should have a non board game related poll. Do you care what I played this weekend? I thought we did the poll. We do the polls first. I know, but you were talking about I vacation, thought, okay. and we went on golf. My bad. I thought you were going to segue. I thought that was going to be your what you've been playing lately. Okay. Is it or no? No, but that's okay. Go ahead and tell us what. No, you're I'll, I'll mention then. them after we do the poll. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. My just, feelings are hurt. This is like that awkward moment whenever we're just staring deeply into each other's eyes and we're raging inside right now. Are you? No. Okay. I don't rage inside. I mean, it'd have to be pretty serious, I guess, for me to rage inside. So my name was Johnny Nola because you might think, hmm, 
Has he gone to New Orleans recently? No. It's Johnny Nola because I like granola. What? And our poll. You know who's upset right now? Is about. You know who's upset? The entire state of Louisiana. BJ from Board Game Gumbo is very mad. I know. Because he's from there. I know. And That's he's why like, I, oh, Johnny Meepletown just came to New Orleans. Well, maybe he's relieved that I came and, and you know, if I had gone, I definitely didn't see him. And now he's like, oh, okay. I like John again because he didn't come and reject me. Because <laughs> I wouldn't reject him. I wouldn't reject you, BJ. If I'm down in North, if you in, have in Orleans, if there's any possible way, I would love to see you. Anyways, yes. Granola. Nobody thinks Nola is granola. That's why I said that. That's nuts. I did that just for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did that just for you, everybody. Every one of you. All right, Nola, let's go. I wouldn't have laughed that hard if you wouldn't have. You, 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 <laughs> was, t- you tickled me. That was a funny comment. You tickled me. All right. So the here's the, here's the, here's the whole poll. As an adult, Dean, do you still eat cereal regularly? You know this about me that I do because I answered that. And what do you think Meepletown said? Mm. I guarantee you, you don't get this correct. Oh man, now you're in my head. You guarantee that I don't get it correct? That's right. As an adult, do you eat cereal? You know what? I don't think anybody. I'm looking. Okay, mancation. I don't think anybody eats cereal. That was there. I think I was the only one that would have eaten cereal. I got up and made omelets every day. Made them nice breakfast. <laughs> Do you care about any of that? You made omelets for everybody? No, there's only four of us this year. We we had quite the quite the lack of turnout this year. Okay, what do you what do you put in your omelet and then we'll move on? I'm gonna let What's you, an ideal omelet? I'm gonna let you know what I put in my omelet. You like that? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you I wish you would go ahead and, and I'm gonna let me know. Uh, vegetables. <laughs> wow. Mushrooms? Yeah. A little spinach? Not this time, but I, I did spinach. have a spinach omelet recently. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm literally getting hungry. Okay. You don't care about any of that, nor does anyone else. So no, nobody eats cereal. And okay. it's about 90 to 10, <laughs> probably. Here's why you're going to miss this. Okay. It's exactly 50% uh, on both. I see. I see. Exactly. On both of them. Uh, yep. It was... Um, it balanced out perfectly from what the Twitters had versus what the Guild had. I want to know a follow-up question. Out of those who do eat cereal, did they eat the sugary cereals or the healthy well, I've, cereals? Look at that. I asked people to ask. Oh, you did? I, I didn't asked, see any of this. I did. Okay. So let's just say here, uh, a Joris says just plain old Kellogg's cornflakes for him. You know what? I, I can get down with some Kellogg's cornflakes, but it's been years Mr. Man, David, says Fiber One Cheerios and Checks. So that's interesting mm-hmm. that, that those are like all four really classic cereals. Yeah. And they're not the sugary ones, really. Yeah. And regular Cheerios definitely is. So they're, none of them are, right? Uh, Kellogg's Corn Flakes has sugar on them, right? No. That's the Frosted, Frosted Flakes. Flakes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, any of them can have sugar in them. <laughs> also got Dorset Muselli. You ever had that? Mo- like muesli? Muesli? Is that yeah. how you sell it? Uh-huh. You say muesli? Muselli was a, uh, I think an Italian dictator. I think that's right. <laughs> that's Mussolini. Yep. I was just kidding. So that you was, say, that was you say muesli? Is that how you say it? Muesli. Muesli. I don't know if that's right, but that's what I say. I thought it was Italian. I didn't think it was Italian. But it could still how... be Italian. Muselli. A dorsetta muselli. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I apologize to our Italian listeners who think that's ridiculous. I th- I would, I wish, never mind. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so muesli? Muesli. That is that, that is you what, eat that? that is what it's called. I would say if no, I were to that go was to Carcassonne somebody. I can't okay. remember what they're what Carcassonne the Central. 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 It, yeah, that's what so I thought it was. I didn't want to miss it. That's that's probably my go to is is muesli. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Muesli. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, <laughs> it's a, a muesli. Karen right. a Filipelli. Remember that one? Yeah. From the office? Okay. Matt. Jortman says, is bacon a cereal? Because if so, then he will change his answer. <laughs> That's nice, Matt. That's nice. Well done. Uh, Matt Walker says, knock off Crunchy Nut or Cheerios. So oh, the knockoff brand of... Mm-hmm. of the, what was the Generally first one? the lowest do- pound cereal is what he says. Oh, okay. Crunchy Nut. Is, is that a, a British thing? I don't know. I was trying to... I actually, Maybe it, like Honey Bunches of Oats is what my mind goes to, but... Yeah, me. T- I thought about that, and then I thought about um, like the O's cereal that has some stuff in there. Nope, Crunchy Nut, straight up a cereal dog. Yeah, what is it though? But we don't have it here, right? I don't remember. I don't know. seeing that. Um, what does it, it compare? It to? looks like here. You see it? Yeah, it's got the little crunchies on the flakes, like corn flakes oh, with a little crunchy on there. Hey, we do have something. It's similar something to like that. that. I don't remember what it's called now. I don't either. But that is a good cereal. I like that. Yeah. Well, there's another one here that's the same thing with Crunchy Nut, but it's Cheerios with that on there. So that's interesting. That looks pretty good. I feel like we used to have something like that too, but I don't know if that still exists here. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. A couple more real quick. Andrew Heim says, Frosted Mini Wheats, Grape Nuts, and Cap'n Crunch. Mm-hmm. As an adult, that's pretty good. And then... Oh, uh, my boys love Cap'n Crunch. Then my, Peter my Stegerwald says... Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm-hmm. various granolas, and most importantly, Quaker Oat Squares. Also, any chocolate-flavored cereal. I could live on cereal and Pop-Tarts. Yes. Or die by them. I would accept that. <laughs> I I can agree with that strongly. The, you mentioned the chocolate cereals. Do you ever have the... It's a cereal called Crave, where it has like these little squares that have like this... Yes. I've never had it, but I know what you're talking about. Have the little... Little characters on there. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. It's good marketing because I know what it is and I've never had it. You know what I'm saying? You you looked excited. You you do seem like a cinnamon toast, toast crunch guy. I am. Okay. So when I grew up, that was my favorite cereal, cinnamon toast crunch. That is the only besides. Now I eat granola regularly. Mm-hmm. I eat granola with um, not milk with Greek yogurt. That's how I do it. Okay. My and, wife does that too. And I have my favorite one has a little coconut in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, I'm getting hungry. The yogurt does or the... The granola. Okay. It has a heavy coconut flavor, actually. So that's what my favorite is. But if I eat a cereal, like a you know standard cereal, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Hmm. And it's usually like a midnight snack. I don't just get up in the morning and I don't eat that. Because I don't... And it's it's fairly rare. Here, like here, once a month, maybe. Here are my two go-tos. All right, you ready for this? Muesli with almond milk. I don't I do not do milk, okay? Muesli. Or doesn't even make sense, right? It's an S L I. I'm really bad. Isn't it? M U E S L I. I think is what you how you spell it, right? I think it was M U S E L I. My other go to is a mixture of cereal. You ready for this? Bran flakes. Uh, uh, what are those? You just mentioned grape nuts, and. This can vary, but sometimes it would be, uh, um, oh goodness, 
Oh, oh, I know what it is. It, oatmeal, like just dry, regular dry oatmeal. I'll just pour some of that in Th- there. That sounds like... And then I'll put raisins in there. An old man's concoction mm-hmm. to help him go duty. Yeah. I just said it, and that's the truth. Yeah, it's good for you, right? It's fibrous. It's a lot of a lot of grain, a lot of, lot of wheat or whatever that is in there. Grain, a lot of grains. If I was drinking a cup of coffee and I ate a couple bites of that, I would not be at the table very long, I don't think. <laughs> You're right about that. Jeez. Um, so let me ask you a follow-up, and then we'll talk about board games. Did your parents have a go-to cereal when you were kids? I feel like cereal was more popular back in the day. Do no? you want, do you or was want it to just because I was a kid? So I think in some There's ways... There's a lot of options now. In some ways, my mom tried to punish us with cereal, maybe. <laughs> That's what I think. So cornflakes were a, were a staple, I think, growing up, along with cream of wheat, just plain cream of wheat. You ever have that? Yeah, I didn't like it really growing up. Nobody um, likes it, John. I'm okay with it now. My People eat it sister and forced to like it, and my mom made it for her all the time, and she ate it a lot. My dad was perfect for the purple color shirt that you have because he was solid raisin bran. Like he was a like every morning eat some raisin bran. I love guy. love raisin bran, but I tend to make it myself because. There's a lot of sugar on the on the you raisins. You make your own I don't raisin want, brand? I mean, it's just I just take bran flakes and oh. then throw regular raisins in them. I thought I don't you like made the, the flakes. I was going to be really impressed. <laughs> I dry my own grapes. Should we do a top ten board game rela- cereal related board game list? I, there is Monster Crunch. What else is there? Is there anything else? It probably would be like Funko or someone like that that would come up with. There's a Pop Tarts card game, which isn't cereal. Oh, you're saying like breakfast? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some kind of a bacon game out there. Oh, there's definitely. Anyways, okay. Is this interesting? That's why I'm going to segue it to what kitchen, have you been playing lately, including rush? give us a little more insight into your mancation. Will do, John. Will do. You do ready you, for this? Do you all have a cabin? We do. We have a cabin. Not that we go to the same place every time. We we okay. found these places in the past. So by the way, this is year number eleven for us. Okay. Wow. Um, the first couple years we just did some backpacking trips, which I still really really like. But the weather on the first two that we did was awful, and it ended up being not as much fun. So we we're like, let's just do this, make it a golfing, gaming kind of hanging out thing. Okay. So that's what we do. So what'd you play? We played. I'm just gonna go through all the, the list of all the games that we played. And this year was different than the others, as he said, because he had four gentlemen instead of eight. Four. Last year was the same two. Which really changes things. Like your player counts really can affect what you're going to play. Especially when you have eight people. That's tough, man. You've got to play party games like nonstop pretty much, right? We do or we split it up. So like we'll do Catan six player or something like that. And then the other two have to just sit and watch. We draw straws or something like that. We do a lot of cash and guns, that sort of thing. So this year, I'm just going to run down what we played. I want you to tell me uh, what if the I favorites like it or not. were. Okay. All right. Maybe. I'm going to tell you what I like, and I'm going to ask you what you like the best. I'll just go straight down the list. Catan. We played that one time. We, t- we always play the 3D version, the one that I printed out a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. Catan. Meh. I'm on. I mean, but I would play it. And it was just. It was. Just I don't hate it. Don't love vanilla it. Vanilla Catan. And I. I like it. I. I still like Catan, even just the normal version. And. This, it was the Cheerios of... This was the four-player game on the regular three, four-player map. We didn't use any of the you know, the extended map or anything. Is that a good analogy, the Cheerios, or no? Like, it's like, eh, okay, but nothing super special about it? You don't have to make everything about cereal in this game. I'm going to. And it, this game. <laughs> this game. Um, anyway, but it was a pretty quick game, too. 
Okay. Which which was I would say good. You know, sometimes Catan can can draw out, but this guy just whipped us. Okay, go time. ahead. Let's okay, get, let's keep it going. Let's keep the ball rolling. Chinatown. We play that twice. I really want to play that. Yep. I never played it, but I've I'm heard interested it was really to good. know. I think you might like this one if you didn't take it too serious. This one, this one depends on the people you're playing with. I Not don't everyone's going to like this too one. seriously. Do you think I do? No, but like sometimes you don't like luck in games, and this one, it's all about the people. It, it the, the game the interaction makes the game so if you have people that aren't into it it's not going to be a fun experience okay these guys really liked it i think and it was it was a lot of fun okay it was a lot of fun i came in first place and last place on those i'm not oh. going to say that. i don't keep up with my did scores you, did you I come in first that. place the first time yeah of course and then everyone because, was like don't let him win i've played it before yeah okay yeah i i also like part of it at the beginning of the game you're you're getting these tiles that go out out onto the board onto the board like you're you get these cards that tell you where you can put your markers on the board and if you have a bunch of them in the same area, so there's like maybe six or eight different parts of town, if they're all congested in the same area, those are going to go like hotcakes because, you know, everybody wants to wheel and deal with those areas. I was spread out a little bit more. And so funny enough, though, the guy who won the second game, he had a marker in every single territory, like in six different territories to start the game off. Hmm. Six? Five. I don't remember how many you keep. Anyway. Anyway. So you really like that one, though? Yeah, 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 a lot of fun. And it's super easy to teach. I highly recommend that one. I'm glad they reprinted that one. Crokinole, we played that one, I don't know, five, six times, something like that. You know, I've never played that still yet. You you brought it to a couple of game things, and other people were playing it, and I've just never never flicked the knoll. I was on... <laughs> That's why I call myself Johnny Nola. <laughs> I was on fire in these games this weekend. Some were of you? the best knoll I've ever played. He's on fire! What's that from? NBA Jam. Okay. I mean, I, I, if you didn't He's get... He's heating up. If you didn't get that, then Meeple Town would have been over. That's the best game ever made. The the best video game ever made. Ever. I don't know if I could agree with that, but it's one of the best. The best. Do you have a Switch? Made. Uh-huh. Have you played, like, the NBA Playgrounds game? No. You need to... It's got a very similar feel, and it's really good. Okay. For what it is. It's like... Yeah, it's I'll just crazy. Out. You should. I'm serious. If you liked NBA Jam, you would like it's like 20 bucks too. I think. John and I promised that we we're going to make these episodes 45 minutes long because we have to record two episodes back to back today for the next month because we're both. Gonna There's be not going to be 45 minutes. No. So uh, let me let me keep going. Yep, go. All right, Crokinole. Everyone loves that. They would play it probably all weekend. Baseball highlights. Two of the guys were taking a nap separately, and <laughs> while they were napping, me and another guy played Separate, baseball. Separately. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make that you distinction make that, there. Well, I didn't know what kind of a mancation it was. I was <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. It is. Baseball highlights played a two-player game of that. I, mean, I love of, you no matter what. We, <laughs> we did a best of five in baseball highlights. And this guy had played it before, and he knew that he liked it, and it was it went well. He, he was reminded. It's been a few years since he has played it, but he was reminded how much he really liked that one. Yeah, that's a good game. And, you know, top five or something game for me, so... The Point Salad played a couple games of that, maybe like four games of that, I think. And a couple games of that, four games of that? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's one that, you know, you play the, actually maybe five times. You you play it and you're like, okay, let's just run it back. Let's run it back real fast. And that was a good not have to think too much game after we might have been thinking or talking a lot, you know. I thought about that game this week. I thought that I haven't I, – I really brought that out a lot whenever it first came out. And since then, I haven't brought it out quite as much. But I still enjoy it. Did your friend that played with you, friends, enjoy that one? Every one of them said that they were going to buy it for their kids, for yeah. their family. Yep. Yeah, so it's they, they really liked it Makes a, a, lot, a lot. And and 
I never won that game. Ever. I don't win that game. I don't wow. even know if I've ever won that game, to be honest with you. Wow. I don't know. It's something something, something about it, but I really like it. And the last one is, you want to guess this last one? I've already talked to you about it this morning. The Godfather. Yeah. Corleone's Empire. We played that s- probably six times over the weekend. So that was your... And it takes about an hour, hour and a half. Okay, well, tell me play. this. Why did you play it so many times? Was it you or were everyone like really into it? Well, you know, this is a top 20 game for me. I, I love I Godfather. And and it plays better at a higher player count, like four. I don't know if I've ever played that. Yeah, I've played this with five. But I feel like four is a really good good way to play this game. And it's it moves pretty quickly. Yeah. The interaction's a lot of fun. Like they like pretty heavy interaction games. And this is this meets that criteria. But it's also thinky. Yeah, it's it's such a good game. I really like this game. I might bump this up a little bit higher. Wow. Maybe. We'll see. I don't get tired of it. That's the thing. You know, playing it any game six times in one weekend is a lot, right? It's like not, you know, it's not point salad six times. This is a game that actually takes a little while to play. Yeah. And I didn't get tired of it. I was just as happy to play the last time as, as any other time. Would you say that that was the consensus favorite of the weekend or no? Yeah, they love this game. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys would probably say point salad if I had to guess. Okay. But they all they all liked all of them. The only new one that they played this weekend, I think, well, point salad. Um, Chinatown was new to all of them, and they really liked it enough to request it later on. Yeah. So, so there, there you go. go. I brought some others, other ones we didn't get to the table, which is maybe History of the World is one I keep bringing, which is like a, an alternate alternative to Risk, I think. It kind of plays a little bit like like Small World. That one didn't make it to the table, but I'm hoping that it will. I brought Trick Shot knowing that it probably wouldn't because I knew we wouldn't play a lot of two-player stuff, but I had hoped that that one would get played. So Interesting. Anyway. Is that enough? Yeah, you may tell some folks a game that I've been playing lately. No. You don't, do you? You would rather just <laughs> skip kidding. on. I know you would. I'm just kidding. What have you been playing, John? I figured I'd bring out a game that I just played, but I've only played once, so I'll give you that caveat, and that's Porta Nigra, okay. which is a Kiesling Cromer game. And, you know, if you don't know anything about the game, basically you're building up blocks in different sections of the, of the city, and you're trying to vie for area majority. But there's other ways with set collection, things that you can score points. Something that's interesting is the way that you, you know, you do your actions is you have two cards in your hand, Dean, and on the cards they have actions and you play a card and you do uh, how many actions for how many torches are on that card. So you may be able to buy bricks or, you know, whatever. There's just all kinds of things, get more torches or uh, do different things like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Like it kind of has that like that failed, you know, you pick up two things and you have to pick which one to do first. And then when you pick which one to do, now you have, you know, four actions, but you can only do two of them or four actions, but only three of them. And I thought that that was cool. Um, overall, I, and this is a game, Dean, that I've all, it's been on my radar forever because, you know, you used to be able to get it for like five bucks. Remember that? Right. It has uh-huh. sales all the time. And it, so many times I almost bought it and I was like, nah. But then I kept hearing people say, hey, this game is actually really good. It's you know, Maybe they just overprinted it or something like that. And then I decided I've really been getting into Keesling Cromer games a lot lately. I'm like, I've got to pick this up. But then I couldn't find it for five bucks anymore. Oh, right. Uh, and I've been looking around and like it doesn't. I went on Amazon and, you know, looked at the. You ever have a honey where it'll like tell you the past. You know, did you use the honey extension? You really should if you don't because you get money back and stuff like that. But it'll also tell you like the history. I do, but I don't. I was thinking because, yes, I do. But I didn't, it seems like it hasn't really helped me much lately. 
It used hmm. to a lot more, but I feel like it hasn't really come into effect as much. Anyway, sorry. If you've been buying a lot on Amazon, it doesn't. The only thing it would help you with is like the price history and stuff, which I like to look at that. Yeah. I'm like, man, this game has not been that cheap in a long time, you know. Um, but of course, on Amazon, it probably wasn't $5, but it was cheaper. Anyways, um, I liked it. I thought it was good. Now, I played it two players, and you know, Dean, how often area majority, <laughs> area control oftentimes is not optimal at two players. Right. And I felt this was a good game at two players, but I didn't feel like it was a, a great game. My wife liked it a lot, though. It was really in her, like, the weight is around three, like, kind of like a lot of games that you like. And, like, right in that wheelhouse, she liked the decision space. She liked how it wasn't overly complicated, but you have it kind of chunked the decisions, and she really liked it. So, um, I, it's a, let me, let's wait and see for me. Okay. You think I, I think I would probably like I this liked one. it and I'm not gonna sell it by any stretch, but I really want to play it at a higher player count because I think it could really shine at higher player counts. So <laughs> it's good. All right. I want to didn't one. blow my mind. Let's talk about a game that we've kind of played before in a different variation. Okay. Raiders of Scythia. Oh, we're ready for it. Review time, baby. Raiders of Scythia time. When you said review time, baby, and then you just kind of backed off your mic and chuckled a little like you were kind of like surprised by what you just said. You surprise yourself sometimes? No, it was that you were so shocked that I was just jumping right into the, let's talk about the review. Well, I thought you were going to talk about some other games, so. No, no, no. We're done for now. I was tired Remember, of we got to re- we got to record two podcasts today. I was tired of you listening to you talk about games anyways. <laughs> I wasn't. You were just talking about them. Raiders yeah. of Scythia. I just wanted to hear myself talking. It's a reimagination. Well, that is, that's that's the right term, I think. A reimagination of a game called Raiders of the North Sea, which is one that we have we have reviewed in the past on the show. Maybe is that right? Mm, you don't I don't think, think so. so. Okay. I, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times because you know every year. Excuse me. Every year we do our top fifty games, and it's been on both of our lists. Every year? Yeah, I think so. I don't, well, maybe, maybe. At least three out of the four, because we've done it twice, so three out of four times. That's probably, probably. that's probably right. Three out but of four lists. This is, uh, I'll just give you a, a brief rundown of this one, because we're going to be talking about the differences during the review. Here's a question. What is a rundown? Uh, I'm going to have to go ask Charles Minor what uh-huh. a rundown is. But you don't want to. No. Because you're like, you're embarrassed. Yeah. So, you know, how, how long does a rundown need to be? Yeah. That's, I don't know. <laughs> in Raiders of Scythia, it's pretty simple worker placement, I would say. You're going to take one of your workers. Everyone starts off with one worker, and you're going to place a worker, take the action. You're going to remove a worker from another spot on the board and take that action. So at the beginning of the game, you're just doing all of these preparation spots where you're going to be building up your provisions, your uh, your kumis. You're going to be getting uh, what are cards. You're going to be playing cards into your tableau so that they can your your crew. You're building up your crew so that you can go raid. And then once you've kind of built up some of that, you know, some of your your board, then you're going to go raiding. And what you're going to do is you have to have a certain amount of crew. The crew have different values of attack. You're going to be rolling dice depending on what space you're going to raid. And if you successfully raid those locations, you're going to get points and you're going to get resources from those spots, which will reveal quests. Quests you can do later on by turning in resources and getting points. If you've played Raiders of the North Sea, 
you know the game very well already. Like you don't even really have to read that much of the rule book to be able to to play the game. Like you yeah. you'll be able to get it pretty naturally, but there are some changes that happen in this game that kind of mirror some of the stuff from the expansion, but there's also some new things along uh, along with that. Is that a pretty good like brief explanation? The player with the most points at the end of the game is going to be the winner. I said brief. That was not long. Oh. I'm going to make What's you do the right? next one. What's happening right now? You're going to do the next one. I'm going to give you, on the next one, a brief explanation in my briefs. Oh, good gracious. I'm going to absolutely do that if I owned a pair of briefs. <clears throat> do boxer briefs count? No. Okay. I mean, yes. The, actually, long pants work perfectly fine as well. We were having a, uh, a get-together the other night at the office. Uh-oh. And one of my, we have a shower here, and one of the young men decided to take a shower. And we walked out on the deck, and there was a pair of whitey tidies just laying out on the deck. Because he that's what he wears, and he dropped them on his way to the shower. Oh. And my buddy picked them up and brought them to him. But he picked them up like with like the, he could touch the very least amount as possible. And had it like dangling, like walk, you know, walking, not, not wanting to get to touch anything else besides the very tips of his finger. And then he brought them to him. Is that a friend? That's a good friend. That's something. A friend that will bring your whitey tidies to you. I didn't know people still wore those, except for like dads. And let me explain this because Dean is a little concerned. So I have an office with two other guys, all right? This is not like an office setting where we're like dressing up in suits and, and all this kind of stuff. And we're, it was me and one other person here, and he was in the shower. Our office is a, a house, Right, and we have offices in the house. So just so you know, it wasn't risque. There wasn't anything crazy going on. And Dean wanted to make sure that I explained that so that the listeners would know. John felt the need to make sure that this was still in the episode, even after the explanation. He paused the thing and said, I don't think we can say this because I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. And I said, well, then I'll explain it to everybody because this is a pivotal part of the episode, in my opinion. I don't opinion. feel better about it. How does this relate to Raiders of Scythia and said review? <clears throat> okay, let's go. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about the art and components okay we'll, we'll just we'll jump into that different art style in this game for sure than raiders of the north sea right absolutely absolutely and i absolutely love it art style is just gorgeous don't you think yeah the artist by the way so shem phillips designer same de designer as as in raiders of the north sea but sam phillips is the artist is that is that shem's brother maybe do you know that i don't know i don't either Phillips is a common name, but you would think that whoever, if, if Sam did an incredible job, let me just say that. I think, you know, this, while you're looking that up, Dean, it's kind of like going back to how we love the Miko and the Miko's incredible art. Oh, absolutely. But it was just, it was, it was nice to see something fresh. And I mean, to be real, like to have, you needed to have something incredible <laughs> to be fresh because the Miko just knocks it out of the park every time. Yeah. So yeah. I think that. Sam did a inc really incredible job. I love the art. Like I look at it, I think it's so beautiful out on the table. The card art's fantastic. All the people look I mean, I was looking at the different, you know, heroes and the people there, clever, neat. Like I had this lady that had this really sweet like handkerchief on, like covering her face, like she was a vigilante, I think, and I was like, this is man, I would I wouldn't mess with this lady. She's going she's going to take me down. And I, thought, <laughs> I, was, I just loved it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, I I totally agree with it. Now there there are some maybe grotesque, I don't know if that's well, yeah, grotesque. 
but it doesn't feel like you have a couple characters that are missing their eyes and like freshly like fresh wounds of missing their eyes yeah and, but it's not gross you know what i mean like it's it's like a soft coloring of the blood on there that just doesn't make it feel too grotesque i don't think but i i really like the art style and i don't you know i don't even think it's like i like one better than the other it's just that i'm glad that they did them so different so that they're not gonna in my mind like they're not really compared it's just like the art styles are so different that i think both of them are excellent and they're both right and you know in 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 their own in their own way yeah but I'm I'm exactly like you said, John. I'm glad they did it in a in a in a different style. But I think also I love a bloody gooky eye. Okay. Do you want to cut that out of the episode too? <laughs> John doesn't like censorship in in our episode. Apparently, I don't. And if someone does, oh you my know what goodness they can gracious! Do? All right, and then the components, and uh, those are excellent. They got the provisions. Yeah. You have all these different wooden tokens, the kumis, the what else? Um, the, the coins are just regular cardboard coins, which is a huge disappointment in John's eyes because I mean, they should have been metal. Well, no, no, no. I get it. Like, I mean, number one, I'm not going to complain about Jack squat because this game is like 40 bucks, right? Yeah. And like, it all fits in a small box. It's basically taking all the expansion stuff kind of again, in a different way from, uh, Raiders of the North sea and then putting it in that regular, like normal initial box that you couldn't, I don't think you could fit all the stuff in the other in the original box right you can Maybe. find this for like 38 39 dollars no oh, wow whenever i have i have all the expansions and it fits in the box with the boxes opening all the time yeah like it, the lid doesn't sit down perfectly maybe if i tried really hard i could get it to sit down but i don't think so and this one you can fit everything in that smaller box which is a i think a big plus so overall all the art and components in this one are are top notch as I, are you know Raiders of the north sea i think it's it's one of those things where I, you know take a step back and i go how how can these guys do it for so cheap compared to some of these other folks? You know, maybe Renegade has some really great printing. Maybe they're they're not worried about. Maybe they're gonna get. They know they're gonna get higher volume. Probably that's probably it. Part of it, right? Higher volume. You don't have to. You can lower your price a little bit. Um, and they're gonna get pretty high volume with some, with those games. I think they knew that. So I don't know. That's just interesting, huh? Yeah. Seems like there's less markup on those than. You know, but again, there's a, I know that there's a lot that plays into that. Yeah. Yep. But I like it. I mean, dude, I love getting a game for 40 bucks that has like that. And I say that because it's not, if I pay 40 bucks for a game, oftentimes it's all cardboard pieces. Yeah. And this is not. Yeah. You know, there is some cardboard, but a lot of really sweet pieces is really awesome. Sweet pieces. But is it any good? Well, I would say that, yes, it is good. And, you know, that's not going to be a surprise. So I think it's easy for us to just come out and say, yes, this is a this is a good game. Don't talk for me. Well, no, we both have Raiders of the North Sea, which is essentially the same game. It was about to get knocked down to my and, 50 worst games list. And oh, I was going to explain why. Wow. Okay. Well, in my opinion, this is a really, really good game, as is Raiders of the North Sea. But I want to talk about some differences. And, and we'll kind of do this throughout this whole review piece of it. Because you can't not do that. Like at, at at the end of the day, we want to talk to you about why would you have this over Raiders of the North Sea? That that's kind of where this the direction of this review is going to go eventually, right? I think that we can all yes, but I think we can also talk to the people who haven't played either one. Oh right, right, absolutely. Both I'll try. I'll try to lead that conversation, and you try to lead the other. How about that? Okay, that works. Like okay, so let me ask you this then: for those who haven't played either one. Can you give me, Dean, some of your favorite mechanics of the of, of both? 
that works together. Of and then we one. can talk about it. Like, of, uh, yes, of this one. I'm sorry. So one of my favorite ones, I mentioned the questing when I talked about the, the game. So the questing is present in both games, but it comes in the expansion of the first one. I don't remember which expansion that was. We, we mentioned it in the, the video review, and I think we even said which expansion held which things. There he goes. But I, I was forgot. trying to get him to talk about the mechanics of this game, and then he starts talking about how it compares to the other one immediately. You, oh, I thought you said, like, talk about some of the mechanics that you like, and I'm, that's what I'm doing. But okay. I'm mentioning that they're, in, they're present in both of them, okay? Okay. The questing is something I like. I like, I like the questing. I'm just going to compare them. I don't care what you say, John. I'm, <laughs> I like the questing in both these games. So basically, again, the tiles are going to flip over when you raid an area, and that now provides you with an opportunity. So when you take the questing spot, then you can pay the resources. Sometimes it's cards. Sometimes it's you know the, the gold or livestock or wagons or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it's paying any of those, you know, combination of those resources to get points. And that's just a straight up way to get points and, and potentially a lot of points. You know, they can be six points or more. I don't think they're more. I think six might be the max on those. I feel like they might have been a seven pointer. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I like that because a lot of times you're the points that you're going to get from the game is just going to be from the rating spots, but you don't really get a whole lot of points, right? You're only going to get, you know, four or six points or something like that from those, but you're going to raid less than you might quest. You know, it's, eh. yeah, that you're right. That's no, not, that's maybe not exactly right. I was going to say, because in the other piece to, if you've never played it at all, the other piece to raiding is that you also get the goods, which you have to have the goods to fulfill the quests. And you do get points from those goods at the end of the game if yeah. you have them left over, which is really good. But it is, sometimes you can just be stuck with all of these goods and like, what am I going to do with these? Because... Some of the goods, uh, we didn't mention the the horses and the eagles. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, you might spend a, an equipment to get a horse, okay? You might spend a wagon. You'll have to spend a wagon to raid the bottom spaces on the board. Yeah. You'll spend livestock for uh, trading those in for uh, kumis and provisions, I think, is, is one of the spots yes, on there. Okay. So... so they they have use, but you can end up with a lot of resources that, you know, what am I going to do with these? Well, you can quest and you can trade them in for points. That's what you can do with them. And I, I like that. I think that's a, an interesting piece of it because you have something to do with the resources. Make sense? Yep. Yeah, I like the quests. Um, and since you wanted to bring up some of the other stuff, uh, the other game, I don't know which one I prefer. Oh, you're 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 just jumping in your final thoughts. This no, no, I'm talking talk. about the quests. It <laughs> oh, works. Oh, the quest. Since part, you I brought up, you know, Raiders of the North Sea, the quest is more about. Um, well, set collection can be part if you get the expansion. No, 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 that's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it anyways. So there's no questing except for the expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. My bad. It's hard. It's hard to remember like what because we it. usually mix it all in. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. But anyways, yeah. So there's a little bit of set collection, but also the quests are going to score you points in Raiders based on how many you have. Instead of just straight up tell you, you fulfill this and you get six points, or you fulfill that and you get four. I kind of like both. You know, I don't. I don't know yeah. which one. I. I don't know if I necessarily prefer one or the other because I do like how you can get like if you get three of the same type in Raiders of the North Sea, you get unlock a bonus tile, which I think yeah. that's really cool too. I think I slightly prefer it in Scythia because it's a little bit simpler. It I, is simpler. I thought, I thought that I would miss the the set collection piece of that for getting those bonus tiles. But it doesn't really make sense to do the set collection in this one because it doesn't matter how many tiles you have. That's not going to be determining how many points you have. Sure. It's how many points are on those tiles. So 
I think I prefer Scythia in this aspect slightly, but at the same time, sometimes I'll want to do the other way. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, yep. they're really close. I think for me, what do you, what do you, what are some other things you like about? Scythia? Yeah. So let me, let me just say that if you've never played, I'll mention a couple things I just like about uh, Scythia, as you just said, Dean, I like the way the worker placement works. It's simple. Like you place down a worker and then you pick up a worker. So you get two actions every turn. And that's, it's, I think it's fun, and it can also be very grueling whenever someone, you know, right before your turn picks up the one that you wanted to pick up on your turn. And so I like the player interaction that that has in there. Um, if you're playing, you know, I don't feel like you can, that many people play, I don't know, do you play mean in this? I mean, you could. You could be like, I'm going to take this action because I really know that Dean wants it really bad. I kind of want it. but And I'm fine with that, though. It doesn't feel mean because you're just like, oh, I'm getting something from it but you could play like that. Yeah. I don't ever play like that though. Really? Do you? Well, it's kind of, I have probably a few times. It's hard to be full on mean because they'll be able to take the action. It's just like the order of what, how they'll be able to take it. They'll be able to do it because they can place your place down on it, but they could, I'm sorry. If you knew they wanted two actions, then you could hose them from taking one of their two actions. Like if you knew they really needed provisions, you could say, okay, I'm going to force him to do that. But then now he's not going to get to. I think he also wants to play a card, and now he can't do that because there's no one over there to pick up. Anyways, yeah, I, this, I like that. It's really simple, but I like that about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think because the game it really encourages you to be fast to to raid quickly mm-hmm. and efficiently. This this rewards a lot of efficiency, like a lot of games do. But I think especially this one that you know I can't be wasting any action, so that definitely can't hurt somebody. But it's not going to like, you know, it's not crippling at all. I think most of the, the interaction in this one is going to be indirect interaction. Yeah. And, and like taking, like I, if I quest before you're able to quest in this spot, that can be some some solid player interaction. Or if I go raid this spot knowing that you were wanting to raid this one and not the other one. Because one of the things we didn't talk about that happens in the expansion of the first one in North Sea and happens in, you know, the regular game of, of Scythia is that you are going to take wounds on your on your crew members. And how that works is, I mentioned you're going to roll dice depending on what area of the board that you're raiding in. But if you are, if you are, are you okay? No. What's no. the matter over no, there? Get, okay, give me a second. Okay. I just yawned really bad and uh, got a cramp in like my, the tongue. You know, like the bottom part of your t- mouth? Have you ever done that? No. That's... I can't talk right now and it really hurts. Or maybe I pulled the muscle. Keep going. All right. Um, I'll check you on you in a minute then. So it's in getting the, better. Okay. It doesn't sound like it. it. Sounds like it's awful. We might have to go to a. I'm gonna take you to a doctor, John. Mm. That's really weird for me. It's not gonna go well for the podcast. I can tell you that. Just keep going. Okay. It's getting better. <laughs> so, for. For the, the, how you take wounds is sometimes you're going to roll these dice and they will give you these little blood droplets that go onto your cards. And that affects your crew members because if I have a crew member that has like a, a strength of four, for example, and it has two wounds on it, well, now it's only a strength of two and so I can take those wounds off of there. And I like that. I, I really like, and, and eventually if they take too many wounds, then they'll you'll kill them off. And sometimes that's not bad either because you might get a bonus if they die in a, in a raid or something like that. So I like <clears throat> I like how that plays out, and I like it better in Scythia. But again, it, it's similar to some of the expansion stuff that that you find with the Jarls in uh, right with whatever that one was, Fields of Fame. Maybe I can't remember exactly what that I was. I think so. Okay, I'm good. He's back. 
Wow, that was your weird. face. I was a little worried, but not enough to stop. No, talking. it wasn't. It wasn't like it was painful, but it wasn't like you know. It, I, it's still not perfect right now, but but it was it was very discomforting. Is that what it looked like? Was that, that was weird. I don't like. I said I don't know if it was like a cramp or just I really stretched. You turned into the Godfather. Is what I thought. You know these. Like, fill your muscles right under everyone that's listening to the podcast. Fill the muscles right underneath your, you know, back behind your chin. Mm-hmm. You know, right there. Like those things were locked up and like I couldn't hardly move. Interesting. I don't know what that was all about. <clears throat> if there's any doctors that listen to our podcast, you can I probably just had a little cramp or something. Anyway. You've been working out. You've been working out your chin. Yeah, those chin muscles. Yeah. I put like a, a couple pounds on my chin and just move it back and forth. Like, nah. That might be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part about this game is the rating. And what I like about it is like, it makes the game feel you're kind of doing some similar stuff as you go rating, no doubt about it, but it just feels different because you're, as you're getting down towards the, you know, the bottom ones, uh, grease and stuff like that, like you're scoring more points. So there's that, what you said, that race element too, mm-hmm. you know, so it feels different as a game. I don't know. To me, it kind of feels different as the game progresses. I don't know why um, exactly, but it does. It's yeah. just not the same thing going over and you get points for this and that. It's like, we're racing to this. We're trying to get, I like race two games elements in a game yeah i don't like just straight up racing games as much but whenever you have bonfire and you're racing to those scorecards you're racing you know what i mean i love that in games and that's what you you're full on on that the entire game which just keeps you really locked in to you and what other players are doing yeah watching other players provisions go do they have enough provisions to go there if they don't then i might have enough time to do another action before we go out and we raid but now and i really would like to put that other new you know, person into my rating party, but Dean could go there and I need that one bad. So I might as well just do it now because yeah. I bet he's going to go to that spot. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but there you go. Yeah. One of, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of move into what we were talking about, like the comparisons between the game, big game, between the both games. I think one of the biggest things is going to be the animals in this game that you don't have at all in any of the North Sea stuff. And I think it works really well but it's not like this huge game breaker or anything like that. So yeah. you have eagles and you have the eagle horses. Cherry. You have the eagles and the horses in this game. If you You love these things. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Especially especially the eagles. I'll explain that in a second. Horses, if you get horses, they're going to boost your attack strength. They're going to boost your strength, but you know, they're not going to take wounds or anything like that. Okay, but they have to be attached to a person in order for their strength to matter at all. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're just horses run, running around. Okay, or they'll give you and or they'll give you victory points at the end of the game as well, which is nice. That's nice because you don't get a ton of points in this game in general. I mean, you do, but it's not like hundreds of points or anything like that. Like so 60, get, 70 or... So if you get 15 points from the horses, which if you just say, I'm just going to work on getting like, I think there's three point cards in there. So three point three-point horses and I get five of them which okay. that's probably not going to happen but if you did that 15 points is going to be a big big game changer right mm-hmm. okay the eagles can also I think there's some that give you points is that right oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. I'd rarely get those I'll tell you why you have some that okay on the, on your cards on your crew cards you have a bottom right and a bottom left side of the card. You get a lot of eagles you said you rarely get those no no I get a lot of eagles but I don't get any with victory points because oh, oh, oh okay so the crew members have a bottom left that triggers when it's in your tableau, it'll trigger with something, right? So like if I have it in there and it says I get extra strength in Persia or I get extra strength in Greece or if I die and, 
uh, you know, somewhere, then then I'll get some sort of bonus already. Yeah. Okay, so that's the left side. The right side are cards that give you a bonus, a one-time bonus that you play at the top of the board. So if I play my worker in this one spot and I play my card for that bonus, it might give you provisions, it might give you something, okay? But mm-hmm. it's a one-time thing. And that's the way it is for North Sea, and that's the way it is in this game too. However, if you put an eagle on a character, then what's going to happen is if you put it where it has the two times card or two times left side or whatever that is, then that means the thing that triggers when it's in your tableau is going to trigger twice, which I think is really cool. I Mm -hmm. love that. And it also has this little flag on there. And this is something that's new in this game as well, because you, every person starts off with a hero card that has a flag like trigger thing. So whenever I take the action that allows me to play a card for one time or to, or to, you know, use the flag, then you'll be able to use that bonus even if it's in your tableau. So all the heroes have that bonus on there, mm-hmm. but also all of your crew members do. And normally, like in Raiders of the North Sea, you can't trigger those ever again in the game. But now if you have an eagle that has a flag on it, doing it, you can trigger that over and over again when you take that spot. And I yeah. really, really think that's cool because the decisions for how you want to play the card as a crew member or as the you know the action or whatever is interesting in the first one and it is in this one too but you still have the option of saying well i'm going to i'm not going to lose this action necessarily because if i can get an ego on it that lets me take that action as a you yeah. know the flag bonus or whatever then i can do that and I, I like that a lot a lot a lot like that those two pieces are enough to make me like this game a lot more than i like it i don't know if i love it as much as dean but i do like it a decent amount. Do you have the heroes in the other in Raiders of the North Sea? I know that's bad with expansions. Are there heroes? Or you just have your regular raiding parties. Uh, you just have your regular raiding. I think parties, so, I right? Think, right. And if that's the case, then I really like the heroes in this because it kind of points you in a direction. Like because you have that bonus, you may have one that gives you Kumis really easily, which may may mean like, hey, I better, you know, really raid a lot. Or, Kumis, by the way, is like uh, Mead from yeah, the, that's from right. North Sea. You gain expansion. an extra hit point. Yeah. Um, strength every time you do that. Um, or maybe you could get some combos where you have Kumis, but then you get another person who is able to help turn Kumis into something else. And like when you, if you can get those kind of combos going, then you could really do some pretty nice stuff. I like that. Um, so let's, let's, let me talk about some things I like about Raiders of the North Sea better. Now, when I say Raiders of the North Sea, I mean Raiders of the North Sea with Fields of Fame and whatever the other. Hall of Heroes? Hall of Heroes. Is that right? Yeah. So like, if I go Raider, Raider, regular Raiders of the North Sea is definitely a very, I think, pretty simplistic worker placement game that I enjoy, but I don't enjoy a ton. When you add those expansions, I really like it. I really miss all the tracks whenever I'm playing Raiders of the North, uh, Raiders of Scythia a little bit. I know you're a track guy, Dean. There's, there is only a scoring track in this. I'm attractive. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh my gosh. You miss the strength track track because you have to count up your points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also really miss the Valhalla track. I really like that aspect of killing off your people and it gives you something. And so like that kind of low key strategy, if we want to talk about it, you know, something like that where you're purposely letting people die to increase your score. I really like that. And I do really miss that. Um, I like a lot about Raiders of Scythia, but I really do miss that in Raiders of Scythia. What do you, do you, do you or nah? I do. I do, but it's not, you know, it's tough. This game is tough because I I like both really, I like both of these games a lot, a whole lot. Yeah. 
and it's yes, I do, but is it enough? And I guess this kind of moves into my final thoughts, but does this, is this enough to make me want to own both of them? You know, because there are some, I wouldn't say significant, but there are some differences that make them slightly different. Mm-hmm. And, and both games have ones that I like maybe even better than the other ones, you know, cause I do like the tracks. I think that's really cool. But I don't know if it's cool enough for me to say like that's the version to have it. And in fact, I'd say it wouldn't be like if I'm if I'm given the option between these two games, is that going to make enough difference for me to want to have that over Scythia? I don't think so. Well, all right. So answer this question. We talked about um, this on the video that we haven't published. <clears throat> I have a friend named JD who we've been playing games together. He owns neither one of these games. What is your recommend? He but I'll also say this: he generally likes more heavy games. So what is your recommendation to someone like that? I would say heavy games, but medium to heavy. I would say both of these aren't, they're both in that same category of weight, I think. I don't think anything, I don't think either of these, I know that Scythia is more streamlined, but it doesn't feel like, I don't know, adding more decisions doesn't make a game better. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. And, And adding, yeah. If they're more interesting decisions. But I don't think that either one of these has that much more edge than the other one as far as okay. weight goes. And that's that's just my thought. I would say it's tough. I would say for most people, I would recommend Scythia over Raiders of the North Sea. If, I think I agree. If, I agree if you're in that. the category of I've never played either one of these and I, ne- I don't have either one of these, I would say Scythia is the way to go because it's essentially – in some way, it's the base game with the expansions. I know it's not an exact crossover, but it's true. But it's similar enough that if you can spend, what'd you say, like 30, 30 high 30 dollars, low 40 dollars. So if you can spend that to get Scythia, I would say do that for sure. It's a smaller shelf space, it's easier to learn this because of the other one, you're gonna have to then learn all the expansions with it. Whereas this, everything's built into the instructions. Yeah. And I think I don't disagree, I, I agree with that because you're probably looking at more like 80 dollars. Is it that much better? No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so either. And then you're gonna have to have more shelf space because you have to keep the expansion yeah. stuff or buy the big box, which, you know, is cool too. Okay, then the reverse of that, you're like me, and I have Raiders and both expansions. Do I need Scythia? I don't think so. You hear one of we talked about an office, by the way. If you hear some rumbling in the background, what do you look? Why don't you, why don't you answer that, John? Because I, I think you're in that predicament that you have. I don't think I need Scythia. Okay. Um, I and, and as much as I do like it, like I really do like Raiders of Scythia a lot. I I like the Valhalla track and stuff a lot too. I mean, I love those eagles and the I enjoy the eagles and the horses, which and the heroes. So. It's like I like certain things about that and certain things, but it's just it's not different enough to where I feel like there's I should have both. Uh, Dean's probably in, and then it's not. I don't know, uh, and then it's I don't know if I really feel like selling Raiders of the North Sea with all those expansions to get Raiders of Scythia. I just the only reason I would do it is maybe if I wanted to make some money, like, but I don't know if I could sell all three of those for much more than getting Raiders of Scythia anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I, I don't, but I would like Raiders of Scythia. The reason I would have it would be if I wanted to bring it out with people who weren't heavy gamers. I, I think that I could teach that one and enjoy it more than just Raiders of the North Sea base game, but it's a little harder. 
it'd be a little harder to, to teach people that Scythia than just base game Raiders of the North Sea. Yeah, but I don't think it's that much. I, I wouldn't I don't say think it's, it's a lot much. harder. It, let's If I'm looking at, I don't have it pulled up right now. I actually went away from it. But if I'm looking at Raiders of Scythia on BGG, the weight of that is 2.62. And so it's, yeah. you know, it's even with those extra things, I don't think it's too difficult. I guess, again, because it's like already ingrained in the DNA of, yeah. of the game. So, so let's, let's go ahead and move on to our final thoughts then, John. What yep. do you, what do you think? Well, I really enjoy this game. I think it's a really good game. Um, I think it's a great new kind of fresh, uh, with the art kind of implementation, um, a streamlined version of having, you know, a, a game with two different expansions. I think it's really cool. I enjoy it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, really, I don't think it beats out Raiders of the North Sea with all the expansions for me, but it's really close. You know, they're really similar. Um, you know, my recommendation, if you don't know either one, is go buy Raiders of Scythia. I think it's pretty much a no-brainer. If you like midweight Euros, it's got a really fun race to, you know, raid aspect, and I like the way the worker placement works and so, that kind of stuff like that. So, very solid game, um, 8 out of 10. I really like this one. They did a good job. I was actually pleasantly surprised because I thought – I thought that they were going to – I didn't realize they were going to add some new stuff. I thought they might kind of retheme, like they rethemed the Kumas instead of the instead of the meat or whatever. Right. But I didn't realize they were going to add, like, the horses and the eagles and stuff, which was a nice, fresh piece to it. So I really like that about it. So 8 out of 10, very good game. Yeah. I – Scythia is the way to go as far as I'm concerned, like you said. You know, if you've, you've not played either one of these, I really recommend it. The, the gameplay on both of these is fantastic. I love oh, it a yeah, lot. Yeah. For me, Scythia does beat out, like even in score beats out Raiders of the North Sea with everything in there. I, I give this one a nine. Uh, it's a game that I'm not going to turn down. I, I really love the animals in this one. I think it adds that much more that makes me prefer this game. The way that it streams line, streamlines things overall I think overall, I prefer that, you know, I prefer having those streamlined elements, even with the quest, because even though I think it's cool the way that North Sea does it, it it is going to feel a little bit clunkier, especially if you're trying to teach all this in one time, the quest is not, it's not difficult at all. Like it's a one line sentence of explaining how this, you know, how the, how the quest work, whereas the other one, it takes a little more explaining and how that, how that plays out. So anyway, Scythia is, is, is the way to go. Love this game a lot, but really enjoy both of them. If you have one and you keep it and don't want the other one, hey, that's fine. You know, whatever, maybe even just go mm-hmm. by artwork. What, which yeah. one do you think looks cooler for you? That, that's your choice. But anyway, both of us really enjoy this game. In fact, enough to get a Meeple Town Royal Seal. Yeah, that's right, because you, you gave it a nine. <laughs> did you give it a nine on the video? Yeah. Oh. And we did that. Yeah, you're right. We did the whole shebang. You're right. Okay. You're right. Good job. All right. So this Raiders of Scythia gets the Meeple Town Royal Seal. And John doesn't do a song on that, which is good. And I'm going to hurry up and transition over to the next section. Meeple Town Royal Seal of Approval. Here we go. Let's talk about Chwa Dice and Rajah the Ganges the Dice Charmers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meepletown. All right, Deanie, get out your pad and your pen or your pencil because we're going to be talking about some Roland rights. Is it? Is it right? Or is it wrong? Ben's really talking loudly, isn't he? I doubt anyone can hear him. Okay, yeah. Whatevs. <laughs> All right, so two games. Not only are these rolling rights, Dean, but these are two 
of my top 50 games in roll and write form. That's right. That's why that is correct. That's why I picked these. John. You did. And I, you know, here's the thing. I always tell you all that I don't prefer the dice roll and writes, whatever. And that's why I haven't bought either one, even though there are two games that are in my top 50. I've just been, I've yeah. So is it worth it? We're going to find out today, aren't we? <laughs> we can both go ahead and say that we prefer the board game version of both of these games. You just think, spoiled it. I think we can just go ahead and say it. We'll see. I don't think that's ever going to change. In a, You'd have to really impress me. If it's a game that's our top 50 that game. That don't impress me much. Twa is not a type, top 50 game for me, but I still enjoyed it. I, I think it's a fun game. But Let's start, start with Twa. Twa Dice. Twa Dice you're going to have this little circle in the board in, in the center of the table. And then yeah. you're going to have these little tiny circles that are going to go around like little coasters around the outside of that board. And they are white, yellow, and red. Okay. Then you're going to roll four dice. They're going to go onto those tiles. And then those are going to determine which, which action you're going to take. All the dice are, there's three clear dice and then one black die. The black die is going to destroy Attack, yeah. things on your board and potentially on the coaster as well. But that doesn't happen until the third round. And if in the first couple rounds, that just takes out that tile from play. Yeah. And now you have three tiles that you can choose from. Again, the, the clear dice on all of those tiles determine what color the die is for that turn. So yeah. if, the, if you have a two die on a red coaster, then that means that's a red die, a red two. And so you're going to look on your board and you're going to look at the two and there's three different actions that you can take on there. Okay. And I'm not going to go over all those actions, but essentially you're either trying to get people or you're trying to get bonuses or you are trying to scoring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get the, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Each, <laughs> of, each of those categories, each of those categories oh, has what was that? special like things that go along with them. Again, we don't have to go into all the details because this is not like a full on review. It's just a, a showdown. Yeah. But in the third round, then you're going to start having destruction. So the black die is going to start destroying those spots on your board. So if you get a black die, uh, like a black three on a, on a white, then your three column on your whites are going to be destroyed unless Gone. you protected them. Or if you've used them before, then you don't Or if you used it before, you're not going to lose it. That's right. That's essentially the game. You're going to play through eight rounds, and each round has two different areas. So there's the day and the night or morning and afternoon or something like that and that's it you're just going to be marking off stuff and you can play this one this is one to ten players but honestly if you have multiple copies of the, this game the possibilities are endless you can have a thousand people playing this game <laughs> right you could have two thousand you could have two thousand and five people play this game okay are you finished yep all right was it oh art and components <laughs> uh, i love the art and trois so that's way up there for me. Super good. The components are cool. I like the see-through dice. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of components in this game yeah. at all, which you don't really need them. Everything that you, most everything that you need are, are going to be on your your pads. So I'm not sure anyone's at the moment going to be wowed. You, hey, write in if you have been wowed by a Roland Wright's components. Because mostly it's a pad, and you write on it, and you roll some dice. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to think. Hence the now, name Roland Wright. I can't think of anything that's... I think these have some of the coolest ones with the see-through chunky dice. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but is it fun? What do you think, Deanie? You mean, I'll start off because you talked for a while. <laughs> I got you in mid. Good, I can take a nap. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, it has some elements of the game. Are you kidding me? Get your. I thought you were a cereal eater. 
Now you're eating granola bar, and you got mad at me for saying Johnny Nola. That was on purpose. I threw it right in the mic there. I know you did. Okay, are you going to crunch into the mic too? <laughs> That's kind of a chewier Nola bar, isn't it? All right, he just gave me the thumbs up. Like, I want. Can you talk right now? Yeah. What do you think about this game, Dean? I'm not going to talk with my mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. I, I, I like the element of uh, the destruction kind of thing. Some people are not going to like that at all, I think. and Because like you can spin dice. Like Early in the game, you're like making these tough decisions because you don't have a, what do you have, 16 dice that you're going to choose by the end of the game, right? Eight rounds, two, two times each. Right. And so like you have to make those decisions, especially maybe early in the game where like, I don't get anything for this really. I'll get like one red worker, but you know, I really can block. I can protect this whole row. You know, there's six columns in this. So that, do I want to do that? Or do I want to do something else? That's a little bit more powerful. You know, I, I like, I like that part about it. It can be frustrating if like, you know, the first game we played, Dean hardly blocked anything off, but we just, when we rolled the, the Raiders or whatever they were, they kept rolling the like one number that he had blocked off. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like that was, you know, so, but whatever. Um, but that's you know that's kind of cool. But all, what I what I like about it is the way that the the dice work and how like Dean said the yeah the little coasters that you have them on and you're trying to take the dice at the most optimal time. For example, there might be an action that says if you take a yellow die right now, then you're going to get to mark off um, yellow people, two yellow people per yellow die. Well, you're not going to want to take that when there's only one yellow die there, probably. You're going to want to take it when there's two, or if there was any chance there was three, you definitely want to take it then. It's like an absolutely no-brainer. But then there's also these little um, bonus markers that go on some of the dice, you know, that are that are around, and, like, it may say that if And that's, you, like, a variant that you play, like, kind of a mini expansion with the game. Yeah, and I like it, because it's, like, it's that other thinky decision of, if I take this, then I'm going to actually get to mark off one of my persons, which is a point, which can be really good, but, wow, I really want to take this other action. I don't really want to do that. So what's really worth it? And I think that that's cool. And then, of course, as you take the dice or pick the die that you want, the further around the circle they are, the more expensive they are. So you kind of have this like, I don't love this action, but it's free right now and I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and that's that's cool, too. Yep. I mean, that that's <laughs> that really is all the all the <laughs> gist of it. I I think some of the things I like is that, you know, this there's a this is a pretty simple game, I would say, like. Not like, you know, not like Yahtzee or Quicks or something like that simple, but I think it, I don't know, this might not even be as complex as like Welcome To or something, right? Would you say this is? Yes, I think it's more complex than Welcome To. You think For so? For sure. You're very saliva-y. I don't think so. Absolutely it is. I, I, I mean, I thought Welcome To, I immediately picked up Good to Go. I had to think a lot more about this game. Like what, what I'm going to do, what's the most advantageous like i think i didn't feel like i got it until the second time i played it yeah oh, okay i can get that you know what i mean because there's a there's a lot more combo action and stuff that kind of well if i get this and it sets this off and if i get this then i i think it's way more complex than in this one you think there's a lot of combo actions i more than welcome to okay welcome to you're just flipping over something and and marking it there's yeah. a decent amount of combo. I wouldn't say like crazy amounts, but I, I would say hardly at all. Because any some combos. of the but, but if, if you count, it does have combos. But for I sure. also mean like a combo being I take this die and then it also gives me this with that little expansion. Like that's a little combo action. Okay. I'm not saying it's like this, 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 and it sets off this. But there's a lot of combos or when do I optimally take this? Yeah. You know, die. I get that, but there, I, I would say like maybe it's because we've played Roman Roll and then you know Dice Charmers is is. <laughs> 
I would say more complex as well. But in this one, I just didn't feel overall that it's super complex. Now I'm looking welcome to is 1.82 is what the weight is compared to two points. What did I say? 2.23, mm-hmm. 2.28. So it's pretty close in it, but it is higher. Welcome to just have less complexity compared, compared on BGG. I just don't feel like this is a super complex game, I guess. Yeah. But I guess some of those action spots, so like the cathedral, for example, you're going to, if you cross off the one of those main cathedral spots, which is the white die, then you're going to, it's going to be a point multiplier at the end of the game. So I guess there's some... And when to take that is really, that was going to, I was going to mention that next. Mm-hmm. I really like that aspect of it because it will multiply how many things you've circled on a row, not a column. And there's a push your luck element because the first two you mark off, you get one multiplier. The next two, you get a number, the two multiplier, the next two, you get a number three. And at the end of the game that we just played, I was hoping to get the number three multiplier and then it never came out. It never rolled again. And I was running out of my flags, which can, you know, mitigate the dice. So I pushed my luck and failed. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say overall, like this is, this is not a, an overly complex game at all. No, but it's different. That's what I think it was. I felt like it felt different than a lot of other roll and writes that I play. I don't really know what why, like maybe because the the things are marking off. But I think the way you choose the dice feels a little more complicated than other roll and writes. You know, because a lot of other times you're just rolling it and you pick. Okay, that's a five, six, seven. I can do this, this, or this. This one, it's like that's a three, but it's also a three yellow. That's a four, but it's a four red. But also, I could use this to change it to a to a white if I want to. And I think that's what makes the difference. That's what makes it feel more complex to overall, me. Overall, you can just look. And here's the thing. We, I don't know if we mentioned this, but you have three dice to choose from. The first one might be free. Maybe, you know, it depends on which which uh, coaster the black die line lands on. Yeah. So if it lands on the first one, then it's going to take out that free spot. So if you go in order of those four spots, it's zero, either a coin, a flag, or a book. Yeah. Or knowledge, whatever that is. One coin is that third spot, and then two coins is the last spot. So, you know, if the black die lands on the two coin, then everything's going to be fairly cheap. But there's a big difference between not paying anything and paying two coins, right? Yeah. So uh, there's some the decisions and how much to pay in that as well. But overall, you're just looking at those three spots, and that's not very complex. But then if you're like, oh, I don't like those spots, then you start changing things, the color or the mm-hmm. or the pips or whatever. And the, you're right. That does add more complexity to that. Yeah. But what it does also is it allows you to, if you don't like just ro- rolling dice and then doing whatever those things say or, or, you know, taking the actions that are there, you can always change it. So you can change anything in this game. And I think that's a, yeah, a big that's, plus for it. I, I do like it. And that's what makes, that's the complexity right there. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's what I'd like. Not that I understood how to play it the first time, but I didn't like, I don't think I was using my change in the dice and the pips most optimally. Yeah. And the second time I think I played that better. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. good. So what about Rajas of the Ganges? Rajas of the Ganges? I don't know if I'm saying that right ever, but Dice Charmers is a roll and write game. Obviously, we've already said that. But in this game, you are going to be dice drafting, which is kind of, you're kind of dice drafting in the other one too, but you're but you're not affecting anybody else. Like <coughs> in Trois Dice, everybody Sorry. just like takes the action. This one, you're actually going to, I'm going to take the die and use it to mark off something on my board. So if I take that, John, you can't have it. Stay away. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. Oh okay. boy. All right. So, but also there, uh, there's three different colors, right? And so if Dean takes the green one, then not only does he take that away, but then the other green die, the first player, the first player that takes one, it goes on top of a cool little elephant. That's right. And now it's plays keep away. 
That's right. You there are ways potentially there to are. be able to get that, but but overall you can't then take that die. You have to choose from whatever else is out there. So let me just go yeah. briefly over what those would be because I, for sure this one I cannot talk about all the things that are involved in this. There's just it's weight wise it's not really according to BGG it's not much heavier than trois dice, which I would disagree with. I think there's a lot more going on in this game, but. There's three different colors, like John said. The one is the green, and the green ones are like the path dice. Mm -hmm. And there's a map, just like on Raja the Ganges, where you are moving around. So this one, you're building a path from to the different buildings. And when you get to those different buildings, they're going to give you victory points. By the way, overall, this one works just like Raja the Ganges, where you have a like a prestige point track and a coin track. Whenever those two tracks meet together, you will be the victor. Okay. Yep. So this one, the path uh, to the different buildings, they'll give you some Which bonuses. I love. Uh, they'll give you some bonuses if you go outside the track, and, and some of the buildings allow you to sell goods. But essentially, they're going to give you points. That's that's basically it. Then you have the the two die that have the different personalities on there, and those are going to allow you to get different bonuses that you'll do. Lots of different things there. Okay, that's yep. all I'm going to say. You have ones that are blue that are going to allow you to be able to move along the river. And that's the at the bottom, and those bo the bottom, the river part gives you a lot of different bonuses as well. So you might be able to sell goods that you get throughout the game. Oh, you said three. There's actually four different colors. Oh, are there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, right, I'll mention right. that in just a second. So that moves you along the river to get different bonuses. The last one is the, I think it's purple. Rolling, and those give you rolling, goods. Rolling down the river. You should you, have. I, you should have said Raja. You rolling down the Ganges. Dang it! Well, that would have been Ganges, way better. Yeah. Rolling down the Ganges. Okay. I was expecting you to come in with me. The last thing, John interrupts me all the time. That's why it takes me three hours to do explanations because he just can't control himself. Then the other one is, is good. So you just take those goods and you'll use those goods to sell. Then when you sell those goods, you can potentially get bonuses. Everything, I'm going to compare this game. I'm just going to jump into this piece of it. I'm going to compare this game a little bit to... What's the what's the uh that's so clever is that that's pretty clever what's mm -hmm. that game called yeah Gonshan clever Gon it's pretty clever Gonshan Gonshan clever 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 okay it's similar to that in that when you do this thing it triggers this thing it triggers this thing yada 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 which I don't always love that about games I do you always love that about I games. love combos yeah I love combos I don't always love like this triggers this and triggers this it's a lot to keep up with sometimes do you still eat combos mm, I love combos. If you don't know, I don't need a lot of like pretzels need, with a little something in the middle, depending on what kind they have. That's right. Yeah, I'm not a big pretzel fan, but anyways, go ahead. Okay. They're not all pretzels. I like some soft are, pretzels. Some are like bread. Pretzels. You have the bread combos as well. Mm, okay. Yep. So I don't, I'm not always a big fan of that. Ganshon Kleva is not one of my favorite Ganshon games Ganshon at all. I don't, I don't love that game. I really like that game. It's, you know that. It's fine. One of but, my favorite rolling rights. But this one gets compared to that because of how much things trigger in it. Right? Yeah. I don't dislike it. It's just, you know, not my favorite. Okay. Wrong. What do you think about this one? I really like this game. Um, yeah, I like how, I like the combo action as we talked about. I like the way the dice drafting works. But I also really like the map, like going out from your palace. What is that called in the game? I can't thematically remember what it's called. Sure. Map. But, you, but you're drawing out. Yeah, you're drawing. And so you're, you know, scoring points as you, you know, go to different places. You're getting different combos. And I, I kind of like that about it. I like how there's just i don't know i don't know why it's like it's a aesthetically pleasing you know what i mean to have different things going on instead of just you know some rolling rights it's just kind of like 
a bunch of nothing. Like, Trois is nothing pretty, right, to, on, on the actual car. You're just marking this off and that off and that off. I like how you got that, like, section of the map that looks really pretty, but you also have the other things that you can do. And timing is a big deal in this game, like going down the river, when to go down the when to take the river die. Um, but you can go backwards, but you have to get a specific, you know, action to do that, but you can't go that many backwards. So if you jump down the river to get something that you want, you might be missing four or five things that you really really want to do so when is the best time to do the timing aspect of that really cool and then of course i told dean before we do this i love rogers of the ganges number one but i love the way that the game is not just a victory point game yeah. you know it's whoever gets you know the money and the prestige track to cross first and i just think it's fun like it's brilliant i just i i that's something i love about that game it's new it's kind of fresh it's just different than a lot of other games and so you you get that with the dice game it's interesting because you think I didn't mention this, but the prestige is worth two coins. So you're going to move on that side of the board f- faster. I, I, it's kind of hard to explain that. It, it is faster to get if one prestige. If you get prestige, one prestige, it's, you can move, as, yeah, move yeah. as much as you do getting two coins. That's right. But you would think, okay, well, let me just race up the Which prestige track. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you're no. going to get more prestige, like move farther along prestige. But then like this last game that we played, I moved much faster on the on the coin track well i had a i had a huge lead remember that i Mm -hmm. mean like a quarter of the way through the game i was like this is kind of not that good because i can just go up the prestige track and just whip everybody but the coin track has bonuses and then in addition to that oftentimes you're trading market goods and as you get further as you trade more and more of those goods it gets more and more coins so yes getting one coin you know, it may have be getting one coin at the beginning, but by the end, you could be knocking off, instead of one prestige, which is worth two coins, you could be worth knocking off five, mm-hmm. which is worth two and a half. You know, I mean, no, yes. It'd be like two and a half prestige. Yeah. You know, which is way more. And yeah. You're doubling, and that's, and that's what happened in Dean 1. And that doesn't always happen, but you have to go heavy and getting a lot of goods to make yeah. that happen because, you know, that last column is four points per, or four coins per good. And if I'm able to sell three, I'm able to move, you know, that 12, yeah. 12 spots on that, which is a lot. That is six per Oh, I mean, points. it's ridiculous. And I, so I, you know, again, but that doesn't always play out that way. And in fact, sometimes you're going to really balance or sometimes you'll be heavier in the prestige. Yeah. In this particular game, two-thirds of my points came from the coins. Yeah. I moved up two-thirds on the track and only one-third on that prestige track and then ended up winning. And that felt really good because you might look at it and think wow i'm not i'm not going to get anywhere near as many as much movement on the on the coins you mentioned yeah. you get bonuses from that you actually only get 3 bonuses from the from the coin track it's not like a huge benefit no but i mean anything is good yeah yeah it definitely helps the 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 way the buildings really work when you're traveling around the map you can get sometimes get the scroll action which will allow you to get more points for the buildings that you cross. So you start off in every building that you touch, you're going to get one point. But then if I'm able to move on the next spot, I'll get two points for those prestige points. And then finally three is the last spot on there. But then each column that you're completing in there, that's, here's the thing in this game, everything is, is not just the one thing that you're going to get. So like if I get scrolls and I move on, you know, all three of those columns, one up, I get a bonus because I've completed a column if I get, uh, if I sell all the goods in one of the tents, then I'll get a bonus there. And if I get, you know, all of the personalities, if I get all the ones in that column, I'm going to get the bonus at the bottom of that column. So everything is like that, which makes this for a lot of combo goodness, right? Because you have Absolutely. to think about it, not just how far you're moving on the track, but also how many, how many things that you're affecting in that column as well. Yep. yep. So 
let's uh, uh, and that's that's kind of kind of share what it. we like about the you know which ones we like the best and stuff. Yeah, let me give you a couple over high level overviews of of a couple things I want to point out. So in Trois Dice, one thing that I do like about Trois Dice is that it is shorter than I think. Um, I know that Rogers of the Gun. That it depends on you know how fast you're moving up those tracks and crossing those things. But even on BGG, twenty to thirty Rogers minutes. Rogers of the Gun just yeah. yeah says thirty to forty five minutes, where Trois is twenty to thirty minutes. I think we played it in about tw- thirty minutes this morning. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, the the difference in time between Trois Dice and Trois is significant. I think you know Trois is not like a super super long game here. Let me look up what that's at. Um, it's been a minute since I played Trois. But I know Trois is not a 30-minute game, and not even close to a 30-minute game. Let's see what the little BGG says here. Uh, 90 minutes, yeah. So I don't think a two-player uh, – anyways, maybe it's not ideal two-player. Anyways, so you're talking about significant time difference. So that's a plus in the side of Trois Dice because Roger the Ganges, the Dice Charmers game is 30 to 45 minutes. Roger the Ganges is about 45-minute game for two players. Um, and even the box says like 45 minutes to – let me see. I actually pulled it up here. 45 to 75 minutes. I don't think I've hardly ever played many games that go an hour or over an hour. Sure. So what I'm what what I don't like about the negative to Rogers the Ganges is the Dice Charmers game is that you're, uh, you know, it goes back to that. I really just play Rogers the Ganges. I think, though, I, I like this game better than Twa Dice. You know what I mean? But it makes me. Oh, wanna, you're just jumped right into. No, it. I am. I'm just gonna say it. Like it's weird. Like I like the the Dice Charmers better. If I was gonna straight up say. What game do I like better? I like the Dice Charmers because I like the combo action and stuff like that in it. That's really neat, and it feels so satisfying when you set them off. I think they did, Inca and Marcus Brand did a fantastic job. I mean, this is probably one of my favorite rolling rights. However, the big negative to me is that it's it kind of pushes that time limit of when I'm playing rolling rights, these smaller box ones, I feel like I'd rather get it done in 20 or 30 minutes. And... Um, yeah, you know, and, and and so I could just go play Rogers for maybe even the same amount of time. Yeah, it's now it's a much smaller table presence, which is a big deal. I can't go to a cafe and just bust out Rogers of the Ganges, but I could pull out Dice Charmers, which is interesting because I I don't disagree with anything that you're saying right yeah. now, and I and I prefer the board game to both of these, but I kind of get why somebody might BJ from Board Game Gumbo is the one that told me he prefers Dice Charmers to Rajas the board game. It's, it's and I I get it because it's it is different enough. Like there's a lot of similarities in like you know in how things play out. I guess I agree with that. But the gameplay is pretty different though. Like this almost has a again I mentioned Ganshon Kleva. It, it almost has that feel to it because it's so much like comboy goodness. Like everything's triggering each other. So yeah. I can get why somebody might prefer that because they are different games. I agree. And I and like I said, I think at this point. This Rogers of the Ganges, the Dice Charmers, and Gonshon Cleva is is like my are my two favorite probably roll and write games. But yeah. I don't feel like I have to go get Dice Charmers. I feel like I might. I could see You know what this, I mean? I could see this one hitting hitting the table a lot. And it's yeah. and it's you know it's not like super easy. I think Twa Dice is easier to teach than Raja of the Ganges because there's more intricacies about what the action spots do. Once you've played it, it's not difficult to play. But, I mean, there's no doubt about that, John. I can teach Twa Dai in about five minutes. If you're explaining what all these different actions do for Raja Dice Charmers, it's going to take 10 minutes at least. So, like, the, the I agree time with that. is double at least. It's, it's hard for me. But for someone that's played Twa and Raja the Ganges, the base games, I actually caught on to the Dice Charmers faster than I caught on Twa Dice, I thought. 
just because of just the way that again how you can you know mitigate or change so much on your dice choices there sure and like I, I don't know I just felt like I got that game a whole lot faster I didn't take me a long time to get twa dice but I felt like I felt like I played through a whole game before I really was like oh, okay I see what I did wrong there there this game it took me a few rounds in and I'm like oh shoot I'm going the wrong direction I've got to do some other stuff sure yeah yeah I get that and I, I think overall the the play especially like it's it's both of these I think are pretty intuitive but I think Raja Zaganji's the the iconography is done really well so everything like kind of comes together well so I, I think that's well. yeah I, I, there's not much rule referral there is some for sure especially with the map part but I'm with you I think dice charmers and and Roman roll are probably my top two at this yeah. point I'm not sure which one is higher but. I really could see, I'm definitely not getting rid of either one of these, of of Twa Dice or Dice Charmers, but I think Dice Charmers, you know, that combo-y goodness that that you love and I don't always love, I really liked it in this game. A ton better than than Gonzo. Is this one of your favorites? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, this with Roman Roll are are probably my favorite rolling rights that I can think of off the bat. I'd have to really sit down and look at all the ones that I've played. But I get why somebody like BJ would think I like this better. I than do the, get than that. Board game. No, I do get like this was one of, you know, um, Castles of Burgundy. The card game is really good. I would rather play Castles of Burgundy. This is one of those ones up there where I, I could maybe this may be the one that's closest to me saying I, I'd, I'd rather play this in this scenario mm-hmm. yeah. than just about any other card dice game that I've ever played. Yeah, because yeah. it is because you're right because it does have more different feels mm-hmm. and, and Twa dice is kind of the same way in the sense of not that I like it as much, but I, it doesn't, there's some elements that feel like Twa, but a lot of stuff that doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's a I lot think of it feels engine, like a very different game. Yeah. Like there's a lot of engine building and stuff like that, that you do in Twa and this, there's really not a lot of that. You're just kind of getting a few minor combos and stuff yeah. like that. It's more about choosing your dice optimally. So, which, I mean, that's important in Twa, but both of these have a, some different feels, which I like. I think Twa Dice could have been designed as anything and did not have to be Twa related at all. Okay. But I think Dice Charmers is not that way. I think you, Dice Charmers has to be a Raja of the Ganges game, mm-hmm. I think. But anyway, I, I think, but both of us are, are really on the same page of this. We both prefer Raja of the Ganges Dice to Twa Dice. Let me do one more thing before we move on before okay. we finish the episode, and that's just simply look at the prices of these two. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you can get Rajas of the Ganges. Man, the dice charmers are like fifteen to twenty dollars, and and I think Twa dice is the same way. That is tempting. Get them, John. That's tempting. Do it. You're going on a vacation. You know, these what? are small table. I actually bought a game these. while we were on this episode because I was looking up something and I was like, oh, that popped up. No, don't own Codenames Duet. And my wife and I are going to go on a little, oh yeah, little anniversary trip. That's a fun game. Mm-hmm. You have that one, don't you? Yep. Yeah, we like that one. Okay, what were you going to say about that? You were going to say the price. I was just going to say the price. And so, I mean, I, I'm for those cheap of price. With that cheap of price, it's worth a shot, I think, for a lot of folks. And if you've not played either one of those games, Twa is amazing, and so is Rogers of the Ganges. And these games are really good implementations of them. Yep. I would say having only played Twa once and it not being, I don't, I wouldn't say amazing, but Raja is that that's that would be my yeah. take on that. But John and I both like both of these games. We both prefer Raja the Ganges. Maybe not more than the board game, but it can totally get that. And I might get it to the table more than Raja. I would guess. I would guess that I probably would. So yep. 
that is it. And that is it for episode number 76. It's in the books, John. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. Definitely wasn't as short as you were hoping it to be. No, we're going to have to really, really Go hunker down. through the other one, huh? How you about that? If it. you're enjoying our podcast, we'd love for you to uh, rate it. Or if you're not enjoying it, I guess you could give us a bad rating. You can go to patreon.com slash MeepleTown if you want to support what we're doing. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek, Eel 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. Okay, John, real fast. I don't want you to really think about this, but you're going to, you want a dice game of a game. Oh, wow. That's already published. What, what is it? What do you want? What's your number one wish list game of a dice game, like Concordia the Dice Game? A Feast for Odin. Oh. <laughs> because I, I would love to see Rosenberg make, no, yes, that or Lahav. I would love to see him make one of his giant big box fairly hefty games into like a lighter weight you know dice what? game. That's I actually why. think, I think Lahav the dice game could would be actually really good. be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I said a feast, cause I would be interested to see how he did a feast for Odin the dice game, but I think Lahav could, could work it out. Yeah. You know, me, me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're getting excited. Easy there. Calm down. <laughs> I turned into with a bitty, bitty, bitty. That's all folks. I turned into porky pig there. Okay. Baseball highlights is what comes to mind, but they're actually doing that. Aren't they? A dice game of baseball and football highlights. They are? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw something about that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. That'd be cool. Scythe? Scythe the dice game. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Viticulture the dice game? Not bad. That's not a bad pick. Interesting.